Recording live from Brooklyn, New York, it's the Paper Year, a podcast about our first year of marriage. I'm Evan Kaufman, husband. I'm Caitlin Keene, wife. And we are married. And we're back. And we're back. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but we haven't done our podcast in a little while because we've been prepping for this amazing, uh, these amazing guests that we have today. This that is very good, exciting. Honey. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of shared history. Uh, they're wonderful people, but we should let them introduce each other. We should. Well, hello. My Hi. name Joel Paley, and uh, this is a trick I picked up at the commuter parking lot on the Merritt Parkway. His name is Rick. No, actually, <laughs> this is this. You tell him who you are. I'm leaving. Actually, <laughs> my name is Marvin Laird, and. Joel and I met in 1976, our bicentennial year, and we've been married only for a little over a year. In fact, I believe we got married on the same day. How mm. about that? November, or, November 1st. No, no. We got married a week before That's you guys. That's what it was. Yeah. Very close, though. Yeah. Hey, can we just oh. finish this evening? We now? lied then why we couldn't come to your wedding. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we weren't invited. Alternative facts. Alternative yeah, facts. Yeah, not lies. Ugh. You guys were prepping for your wedding while yeah. we were getting married. And yeah. it's a good thing you didn't get married on the same day because I don't know what my parents would do. Uh, yeah, they'd have a tough I'm decision to make. Parents were at came. our wedding. That's mm-hmm. right. We were wondering why we were just out to your with wedding. your parents the other night. And your mother just got bombed. <laughs> <laughs> She is such an outie. Oh my it's amazing. Uh-huh. Mary Mary Wino McNeil. Yeah, that is her name. Up to the car from the spinning wheel. Uh, so we should give some context yeah, I was gonna say, here. You should say hi. So you know this is uh, Marvin Laird and Joel Paley. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the paper year. I have a question. Yes. yes. We can see you. You can see us. But nobody else can actually see us. It is an audio medium. And why the fuck did I take a shower? <laughs> I didn't, so... I did my hair! I, you both you know, look fantastic. Eyes we have never done a podcast. No. This is very exciting. And it's an exclusive. We are, we are, in fact, pod people. <laughs> yes. Well, Marvin and Joel are two wonderful, talented uh, young men who also happen to be my neighbors yes. and knew me when I was just a lad. Just a lad. You're still just a lad. I am. St- I'm just a taller, uh, fatter <laughs> lad. <laughs> Next door neighbors, can you believe it? In the in the, in the woods of Connecticut. In fact, mm-hmm. Marvin would like to share a little story about you when you were just a little boy. Oh. Please do, boy Evan. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. Well, you were recommended highly to us by maybe your mommy and your daddy as a person who does beautiful lawn work. And this was be this is before we hired professionals. Oh professionals. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> People who charge us about a thousand bucks a month, and you decided, yeah, you're gonna. I'll go down and I'm gonna make their their lawn look great. So the first thing you did was you used a lawnmower to run over our very expensive first time out mosquito catcher. No. And you wire. <laughs> you you broke it. You ruined it. Did you have any idea? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> Uh, we You're felt too so, young. We felt so bad. We didn't want to tell you, oh. but we we did bill your parents. Yeah, <laughs> they're still paying it off. Yeah, it was a very expensive item. It was before everything. Everybody had one. <laughs> oh my! Well, I do remember doing a terrible job. Um, regardless of what I <laughs> that broke, that stands out to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember because it was a push mower, oh. and it was a big, uh, and I. It- I I had like a disc man that I would listen to. Very cool. Very cool. But I just remember it taking a very long time and thinking, this seems like a lot of effort um, for what doesn't look like a lot of work. For no glory. Yeah. (laughs) Plus the fact that it was like nine acres, wasn't it? No. No, it's two acres. Uphill there and back, I think. Yeah, Yeah. back doesn't matter. So you guys have known Evan forever. We well, have, yes. We've known Evan and Mommy and Daddy. And, and Brother Aaron. Aaron. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yes. And he, so of far, course, oh, is now a Mormon, so Brother Aaron <laughs> is perfect. Aaron. No, I'm teasing. He's not a Mormon. Going <laughs> to the spinning wheel with your parents is like going with loyal with like lo, um, local royalty. <laughs> Everybody hanging out at the bar either went to school with you or, or your brother. Aaron. I know. <laughs> well, he could walk by without going, Mr. Mrs. Kaufman. 
I know. Well, my father, uh, you know, for his supposedly he is a hermit, but oh, he's yeah, like he's the so most shy. Yeah, yeah, he's the most active hermit of yeah. all time. Really? Absolutely. In fact, he's here right now. Hey, <laughs> Larry. Bring he him in. he was he was on the podcast. Yes. If it was, if we were not, you know, in snow up to our puppets, we were going to have them here, and we were going to bring them on the show. What a reveal! We can't, we can't get there though. We are really snowed. We in. had twenty inches of snow. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, and that was probably a minimal. I just went out for the first time today, and I was like, why did I do this? I yeah, I have not been outside, yeah. and uh, all I, I've just been looking out the window at all the delivery men yeah. just cursing. <laughs> so we've been married pretty much the same amount of time, although we've been together 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Please, also, yeah. please conduct the interview yes. yourself. <laughs> Take us back to when you met. If we interview what? you, what? and we'll make this bad. our podcast. Hostile takeover. Uh, to be honest, I think that would be great. If, because we finished up our paper year. I guess you guys are Everybody pretty close did. to finishing yeah. up as well. Yes. Well, In November, yeah. honey. Yeah. Paper anyway. In fact, if you look behind us, I, I think they're kind of dead, but these are <laughs> paper whites. Oh. Joel is pointing to uh, a beautiful flower, I can see. In your palatial yeah. estate. In our palatial oh, it's so palatial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the paper whites are almost how you say dead. No, I just want to set one ground rule. Yes, of course. Please, Please. do. I will only talk about religion and politics. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because that's what this podcast yes. is really about. Yes. It has become hyper-political. We want it to feel like a Facebook feed come to life. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah. To hell with show business. There is no show business. In fact... The best show business is political right now. Mm -hmm. Caitlin, you are in the show business? I am not in the show business. <laughs> I'm adjacent to the show business. But you are certainly pretty enough to be oh, in the... Oh, fellas, you... stop. Cute. Yeah. Cute plus. Really? <laughs> Thank yeah. Thank you, because no one on the podcast knows what I look like, so now they just assume I'm gorgeous, That's too. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We do have a photo up on our website. <laughs> You wrote, uh, Caitlin wrote an article for our podcast back in the day when it was starting and it got picked up by this one website and they kind of put up a stock photo. You yes. know, sometimes they don't have a photo, so they just put one up. And it was a guy who sort of looked like me. And a girl who looked like, a lot like me. Right. But she was a young Asian woman. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So that's, I think our podcast listeners just assume. Caitlin, K-A-I-T-L-I-A-N. I'm a C-girl, so I'm C-A-I-T-L-I-N. I, I myself was once a young Asian girl. <laughs> <laughs> so and from time I, to time, I can understand. Pretend. I, I want to read that autobiography. This is a great segue into how the two of you yes. met. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. God. Take us I back. <laughs> I do. All right. Okay. In 1976. How old were you, Evan? Oh, I was barely an idea. You were 11 you, years not born yet. You weren't born in 19... What year were you born? I was born in 1987. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be But clearly, the year, the wear and tear of being married has aged me. <laughs> yeah. It was a world before you were born, way yeah. back in 76. Doodly when we do, I've heard amazing things about the hair and the drugs. Oh, God. <laughs> From Larry and Mary. Yeah, Larry yeah. and Mary. Do you want to say how we met? Okay. In 1976, I was conducting and uh, being music director for a special for, uh, what's her name? Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. And it was called Where Do We Go From Here? He was living in L.A. I was obviously. living in L.A. And... She had just recently been to. Well, has she had seen the turning? She's just yes. made the movie The Turning Point, yeah. which is about ballet. So she was all suddenly all about ballet, and so she happened to come see the troupe of of ballet performers, of whom Joel was one of the founding members. It was called the Ballet Trocadero de Monte Carlo. And we were at Royce Hall at UCLA, and she just happened to be in the audience. And she was like, gotta have him on our show. So, like, we were gonna be on, like, Charlie McLean's TV show, you know, and we were in New York. We were working out of a loft in New York. Up till now, we just sort of toured colleges and stuff. And so the producer and Shirley and the 
Mar the oh, musical yeah, director, director, Marvin, the choreographer. So while all the drag queens were like oogling around Shirley, I was like, hello, George, producer, musical <laughs> director. Like, I feel like, who to meet? <laughs> and so um, <laughs> Marvin was there. And? And we decided, uh, well, I, actually during the rehearsal period, because we wanted to time the, the, the amount of uh, appearance that they were going to make on the show. And during the rehearsal, I thought, that guy's the funniest one because it's a it's a it's a, a, a ballet uh, spoof. It's a satire, and of... he has the biggest tutu. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so at that point, I said he's the funny one. So I want to meet him because he seems to have um, something really funny going on. So okay, so just like gay people tricking, he invited me to his hotel. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, the chef. The Sherry Netherlands, and Ooh. I'm right, Ooh, right. Yes. Okay, uh -huh. so I'm getting ready to go to the Sherry Netherlands, <laughs> and I'm in my apartment on the Upper West Side, and I got poppers, and I got a little Coke, and I got some gray. I mean, I got everything, and I'm so excited, and I couldn't wait to do this. So I got in a cab, and I said, "Sherry Netherlands driver, and step on it." So they drive me, and he pulls up, and the car stops, and the doorman opens the door, and then I walk got out and I walked into the hotel and they stopped me like I've never been in a hotel like where they stop you you know <laughs> like a doorman right oh, they don't yeah. do that at the eight dollars and up you can just, you know so he goes excuse me excuse me young man where are you going I said oh, <laughs> I'm going to see Marvin Laird and he goes well one moment please Mm, sorry, we have no Marvin Lair here. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. It must be listed under Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> and oh, well, <laughs> Miss MacLaine is not a guest of this hotel. Oh, no. and, and I really started to think like these Hollywood people are like really fucked up and they do these really weird, mean things to people. Mm. So I said, well, he goes, you know, you sure you got the right hotel? I go, the Sherry Netherlands? He goes, this is the Pierre. <laughs> the cab stopped. They're right next door to each other. Oh. In traffic. And the guy from the Pierre opened the door. So I didn't know. So I got out and went into the Pierre. Yeah. So I went into Sherry Netherlands. Hi, Marvin Laird. <laughs> And waiting for me was two bottles of champagne and like two orders of shrimp cocktail. Ooh. Wow. Had, Oysters. Had me. You name it. it. It was, and that's it. And then it was like, that's it. Of course. Who could turn that down? Not me. <laughs> Why didn't we meet y'all? <laughs> I that might have it. been straight. Yeah. <laughs> Rats. Mm -hmm. If only you could have gone back. <laughs> back yeah. in time. In a time machine. Yeah. You never and know. Again, a long distance, uh, you know, when we did the Shirley MacLaine show, we played, um, next time we went out there, we played the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Mm -hmm. Things were getting good. We eventually mm -hmm. were on Broadway. And this is so cute. Marvin could not come to my Broadway opening because he was in a movie. He he used to do musical directing for Kelly Sabalas. Believe Who loves song. your baby? In yeah. Fact. That famous, that famous song. Who loves you, baby? Who wants to listen to Telly Savala sing Who Loves You? <laughs> well, apparently a lot of people in Japan. So anyway. wait, you wrote that song? Of course I did. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We have to put <laughs> that up. Breakup. They used it in the breakup. That's, yeah, how yeah. We, that's why? why we can keep the house. <laughs> <laughs> because Telly Savala's goddaughter was, what was the name of the woman? I don't know. You're oh, on your dear. own. I'm on my own, and I've forgotten the name of the star of the breakup, but she did an awful lot. Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you. She's Tella Savali's goddaughter? Goddaughter, yeah. Oh, I wow. had no idea. This is, a, this is turning into a whole other podcast about <laughs> Hollywood like, royalty. It's like informative and, and interesting. Yeah. And romantic. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh. Actually, we romantic. Just about a half hour ago, we took a steam together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In our own steam bath. Excuse me, the breakup wow. is really treating you guys well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the breakup did it. Yeah, a steam bath in a blizzard. Somehow, I didn't destroy this steam bath as a youth. I can't imagine. 
Yeah, the only thing you didn't destroy that summer. <laughs> and we used this new eucalyptus spray that we got in Palm Springs. We just got back two days ago. Two days ago. Oh, and you should the have stayed. Days, the two days set us up for the biggest snowstorm. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Palm Springs two yeah. days ago, and this is crazy. Anyway, getting back to Telly's Vows, Ma he was making a movie called Matty, M-A-T-I, great title. Um, <laughs> he played a, like a psychological thriller, and Marvin was asked to play his flamboyant gay assistant. So the movie actually got How released. How could he have thought of me for that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would actually <laughs> say that's fairly <laughs> against type. You're just a very good actor. Like, if you uh, were playing his kindly Midwestern assistant, that would make yes. sense to me. Now, I have a question. As in mommy land. Before we get on with this story, will they hear us as well? Because you guys got microphones. No, they you guys will. sound great. You yeah. actually probably will sound better than we do. Yeah, these are just toys. Sometimes <laughs> somebody got the upper hand. Anyway, so Marvin said, I can't come to your opening because we're shooting a big scene that night. And I was really, you know, so I was living in the Upper West Side. So they buzzer buzzed. And they said, oh, we have a delivery for Joel Paley. This is opening night at the Palace Theater. I'm going to be at the Palace Theater. First time in his life. I'm, you know, on Broadway with this dance company. And I was so excited. And I opened the door, and it was Marvin. He was standing there with this big bouquet of flowers. He had a limo downstairs that had oh. already gone around and picked up all my friends. No. So I got into this limo, and all my friends were there, including Debbie Allen, for some reason. I guess she was... <laughs> Booking on Eighth Avenue. No, we had a song. We had written a song. We were about to. We worked with her. So, yeah. so yeah. And she wasn't really a friend, though. No, apparently. Yeah, we didn't even like. We her. just wanted to drop her. Name. <laughs> we don't know who the fuck she is. Yeah. Anyway, and that was my opening night on Broadway. It was very, and it's and that's the kind of that's we've never stopped doing that kind of stuff for each other. We keep surprising each other. Big that's time. the thing about marriage. You got a surprise. That's true. Hey. So were you guys very serious, like, from right off the bat, or was that, like, a grand gesture that, put, like, really put things over the top? It was no. just kind of sex. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sure. just gay, anonymous sex. Yeah. I mean, you don't know somebody. If you get in bed with them was. the first night, what yeah. is it? I don't know a lot about gay sex, but I do know it always starts with Debbie Allen in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> That's always That's how it starts. A very nice way to cover no, how it's much you do know about it. <laughs> maybe take maybe his headphones off real quick. Maybe it's in the oh, heterosexual what? world now, but certainly back then, if you were gay, you had sex, and if the sex was good twice, you called your mother. You began to start <laughs> to have a relationship, as opposed to having a relationship and then having sex. It, it was. I think young people do that now. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Today with, with Grindr and it's all amazing. that. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, in fact, wait, I got to gotta call on Grindr. I'll be right I'm... <laughs> Talk about surprising. Are there a lot of people out in the woods? Oh, in Connecticut. Yeah. In Connecticut, yeah. I believe there are. <laughs> you never believe it. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I hear the door knocking right now. <laughs> that's how we met. I mean, it was a long distance, and, we, and we'd be together. Yeah. Although I really remember, I was so sad leaving. Um, it was either after we shot the special or after the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, but it was around Christmas time, and the, the Trocadero had a gig in Philadelphia. I want you to look at that part, right? Now it looks like I'm looking at you. Hello. <laughs> this computer interweb thing. Um, and so I was so depressed that I was leaving Marvin. So Marvin said, if you really feel terrible and you're really upset here, and he gave me like about five Valium to take. Not to take it once, of course. Of course. To relax no, me and everything. Just and off yourself. <laughs> I think I said. So I took like four. Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't. Walk. So I noodles. Dance the next day. I got <laughs> just like fucked up for like the next like forty eight hours. But anyway, but then at some point we, I decided to. Uh, oh, I had a, a a hiatus from the company, and Marvin flew. Uh, you know, like Marvin flew me to Vegas, Ooh, picked me yeah. up in his Alfa Romeo, had to stop by Ann Margaret's dressing room first, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, I made it. I got, I got to call my it parents. It was actually a Toyota TR6. No, <laughs> no, no, 
No, not a toy. Triumph. Triumph TRC. Mm-hmm. Still okay. nice. Yeah. Nice. It was nice. Yeah. It was cute. But it was like, and then we it's had totally dinner nice. with Juliet Prowse, who you probably, I don't know if you would know who she is, but no. she was a very famous dancer and she was in Can Can. And I'm like, this is it. I fucking made it. This is it. I, you know, this is it, you know? <laughs> so I like called the truck and terror. I said, I quit. Oh. You know, I'm not coming back. And um, I stayed in LA for, um, in Vegas. And then I went with Marvin to LA. And after about, I don't know, a month or so. Less. Less. I started like freaking out. Like I said, I think I made a huge mistake. This is not really where I belong. And so I just got on a plane and showed up. No, you didn't. Uh oh. No, you went to the. You went. You went crazy. And you had that was not that. That was not that. No, he's drunk or old or something. (laughs) I don't know. Both. Both. I just felt bad, and I went back to New York, and I walked into this studio, and they told me they replaced me. Really, that quickly, and they sit in the outer kind of waiting room while they rehearsed for three hours. And then they came out and they said, okay. And it was two days after that. Just two days after that, they signed the contract for the Palace Theater. Oh, wow. If I would have missed that, it would have, you know. But anyway, we had a long-term relationship. That's when we began writing CD, which became Ruthless. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was the reason that at the first, first, first moment that we had a meeting of the minds. I brought I, material with me, too, also to well, the hotel. Yeah. Besides yeah. poppers, I had some material. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were like, I got a couple of log other. lines I want to run yeah. by you. Yeah. Before the lines. lobster and all that, he had told me earlier when we went to lunch the very first time that he had an idea for a musical version of The Bad Seed. Happened to be one of my favorite plays in life. It was his as well. Well, actually, I don't want to correct. Well, I do want oh, to yes, correct he you. Does. <laughs> I read him a piece of material. I was a part of a group that I started called Apartment Theater Evan. This is just right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. People, I'd like, like, you didn't have money. You couldn't buy gifts. When it was your birthday, somebody would take you out to lunch, and we would have the keys to your apartment, and we would go set up your apartment like a theater, and we would perform a show just for you for your birthday. I love oh, that's that. so cute. Together. So one of the bits that I did was I read a review of the musical version of The Bad Seed. I don't know <laughs> if people know that, you know, this new generation, but it was, you know, it was a thriller. It was a horrible yeah, thriller. Yeah. Little girl murders a little boy. Mm-hmm. And and I wrote I wrote a review of CD, the musical. And that's where it started. I so I read that to Marvin and he was like you know, it's not a bad. That's our one of our three dogs. Oh. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. So we started talking about it, and um, we wrote. I was writing the book while I was on the road to the Trocadero and sending lyrics back. Marvin was writing music, and that's how we started <laughs> writing it. And then eventually, I did leave the Trocadero because I couldn't dance. <laughs> I wasn't a dancer. I was like a good mimic and an actor. It is always funny when someone says, I saw the dancers and I picked the funniest one. <laughs> That's how you know. You might I not be a dancer. I couldn't dance. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing about the Trocadero was subtext. And it was not about who was the funniest dancer or who was making the funniest moves. It was about what was going on between the ballerinas and who had... Who had the funniest take on on why the ballerinas did not like each other? And so I thought, yeah, he's the funniest one. So yeah, it was all about the the subtextual relationship between the twelve ballerinas. <laughs> and so there were just little moments of just looking at each other and nodding and going on with it. But it was it was fun. Yeah. So that's how we met. And you know. We, we haven't been strictly together. You know, we've been with other people here and there. Oh, no, we have I was like fucking <laughs> 20 years old, for Christ's sake. I was 20 years old, you know? Yeah, you had to live. Sex with telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Really? That's what I keep trying to tell Caitlin. And the police keep asking you to stop. Yeah. Caitlin, it I worked. saw him once it down worked. on the corner. Finding a rope. You did Maybe that's me. what happened you to your me, but... mosquito oh, thing. Oh, gosh, yeah. I hope not. I was I, desperate. I was climbing a rope at gym when I was like 11 years old. And then I was like humping my legs. And I went, 
Oh, and I slid down. I went, okay. The best part about doing this podcast with you guys is we don't even have to ask the questions. We yes. get the information. <laughs> oh, no. Ask us a question. I have a question. Yes. Oh, okay. Go. Why are you guys wearing those nice ear uh, phones and we're wearing nothing except earrings? <laughs> and I've worn my prettiest ones. You but look great. Pretty- do you Thank think they're you. too dangly for his no, sweatshirt? Never. I <laughs> think they're wonderful, cascading. I think Big Chunky is in right yeah. now. Yeah. This is just our podcast costume. It makes us feel like we're podcasters. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about pretending like, to be on the radio. Like all my life, but Evan, I do. <laughs> all your I do have a question. I have a question. Okay. So what do you think is the key to having a relationship and also having a creative relationship? That's because what I Gonna ask. Oh, hey, yeah. look at that. Because right. we have, you know, this project, we've done it for a year now, and it's kind of interesting. We kind of <laughs> our marriage. Our marriage, right? We kind of dip our toe into this every once in a while and we talk about, oh, we should work together on things. Caitlin is a fabulous writer, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're welcome. I think, you know, it's always an interesting kind of how how critical are you? Uh, I, you know, what do you do? I I think it has to do more with the fact that we love being together and we really don't need anybody else. We can create a whole world from our own imagination. We make each other laugh more than we make anybody else laugh. So, you know, and so you turn that into material. You know, that's that's part of it. Um, Marvin? And being able to... I'm going to let the dogs out. I'll be right back. Listen to Marvin. Yeah, because he's got something to say. Quick, this is your moment. I thought he'd never leave. (laughs) Is she pee-pee? I mean, the one thing about being together in the country, and as you know, Larry, whoops, you're not Larry. But I, Larry will be listening for sure. Nobody can see will. this, but the dogs chewed up a contract of ours. Oh, no. <laughs> Very important. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, you know, who cares? It's just the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but in the country here, we, ha- we chose to live a secluded life. Uh, we met in, in very uh, urban situations and... We lived in New York, we lived in Los Angeles, and when we found Reading, Connecticut, which is, <laughs> I gotta tell you, living in the middle of the, uh, what's it called, the Centennial Watershed State Forest, there's nothing better because we've got dogs that just went out to play on our three acres of extremely high snow at the moment. <laughs> what was the question? I beg pardon? Who are you? <laughs> the paper year. Being together romantically, how does that jive with being creative together? Yes. Are there moments where you're, you know, in creative conflict and how does that, you know, bleed into oh. your relationship? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, it's very We just We just do what I want. <laughs> Honey, no. that's what I've been telling no. you. We, very we, smart. We, well, no, we're never in creative conflict. We just kind of, if, if something doesn't seem right, we kind of inspire each other to go further. I mean, I learned very early on criticism is either going to make you feel like shit or it's going to make you get better, you know? And so, you know, you just, it's like a duck. You just let it roll off you and you go deeper and you go further. And, you know, if you're really talented, you get better. Because you start to, you know, you you start to, I can get by on a certain level of writing, but if I'm pushed or if it's torn apart and I go like, oh, it really gets better. And so we make each other better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes from a place of trust too, because you trust that the person is just trying to help you be better as opposed to just tearing you down. I trust no one in this world better than I trust you, Caitlin. <laughs> I have a very touching face. Mark got the best I mean, room, Mike. <laughs> I mean, Marvin has like been a part of my family. I mean, since I'm 20, I mean, we've known each other's parents, you know, now that we're married. And, um, you know, he's like really the brother. He's always been the brother-in-law to my two sisters. There's no change. But now he legitimately is. and And the great uncle to the, my great nieces and nephews and um you know they've uh, they've only my nephews most of my family really 
has only known me. You know, my sister's kids. They've only they've known Marvin as long as they've known me. I so. have to ask the obvious question. What was it like last year finally taking that step uh, and getting married um, after years of being together? Changed everything. Really? Really. Tell me more. I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but it really, I, I didn't think it would. I, it changed everything. Um, we, the funniest thing about the very moment that it happened. You gotta let another dog in. Yeah. <laughs> Our opening night on uh, in New York for Ruthless, the, in the most recent production. You guys just put it back up again. Yeah, yeah, we did put it up it, again. Yeah, it ran 14 months off Broadway. And the very night that we opened, I knew going to the to the theater that night and then to the party afterward that I was going to ask Joel to marry me because even though we had discussed many years through, throughout this whole 39 years prior to that, we had thought, eh, marriage, who needs it, really? I mean, it, it's Is it really better for our... taxes? Is it better for the... I mean, what, what's the real... You know, there's, you know, legal things. Does it make it better? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to be married, but... But then there was that moment you when... You found that frame. We found... You found the frame. I found the frame, yes. The frame that said, a night to remember, is not what you're going to ask me to marry you? That was it. Yes. 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 However... When we were at the party, uh, Joel uh, made the speech for which I thought was just going to be the speech about welcome to opening night. We've had such a wonderful time, and he dropped to his knees. I said, "There's nothing left to say, but." <laughs> Wait, you barked? You ba you got on one knee and you barked? <laughs> like that. So funny. Like, it was so funny. You guys are so talented. Your dogs have impeccable timing. Yeah. Oh, guys, they're Come so on. jealous that we're talking to you. I know. They and said, not them. We want to meet the cute one. No. Right. Um, you too, darling. I just said there's nothing left to say, but because we were at a store getting our opening night outfits and he had to go pick some stuff up so i went to you know k jewelers and i bought him like an engagement ring kind of thing and so i said nothing else. against hope there's nothing left to say but and i kneeled down and said will you marry me and he was like pissed because he's gonna ask me and i stole his thunder oh my god that's so wait it made it to page six <laughs> that's true because i saw it no mm -hmm. Larry, Larry Kaufman sent it to of me. Of course, nothing gets by Larry. He is truly the, uh, a investigative reporter. Yeah. Wait, I think you have the most extraordinary parents. Their concept of parenting. Unbelievable. And I say this with a full heart because I had brilliant parents. I'm from the Midwest. I was born in Kansas and I had great relationships with both my mother and father. Um, but because they were both gay. Yeah. And you know, it, it was so extraordinary, especially in Kansas in the 30s mm -hmm. when I was born. But your mother and dad have an extraordinary capacity to exhibit love in ways that are are unusual that in... didn't make you fucking neurotic yeah. <laughs> that's what you think <laughs> no 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 listen no I it's not their have, fault honey yeah, a yeah. lot of good stuff i mean i am spending a lifetime getting over this wonderful childhood i had <laughs> you know? most people you know you know how you get through a bad childhood it's getting through a good childhood yeah they loved me too much yeah really yeah. tough yeah but you and your brother aaron boy <laughs> Oh my! God. Uh oh, at the name of Aaron. They There's love Aaron. Frau Blucher. I know. You know what? Go outside again. Yeah. I, I just feel like another poop. They're really jealous. They are. They, if our because you know we live here alone, the two of us in the woods. You just three dogs. <laughs> if I ever die, I want to come back as the a rescued dog of two gay men. <laughs> there can be nothing more. Wonderful. Yeah. 
Sue me. And so literally, because we're sitting here focused on not them for five minutes. I know. They're like, every night you tell us the story of how you met. Why are you telling someone else the story? Also, they hear voices that they can't see. So I'm sure that's screwing with them too. Yeah. But I think that's so romantic. So that you beat him to the punch (laughs) with your proposal. But the the question was, why did it change? How did it change everything in 39 years? Well, about five years ago, we started sort of a spiritual journey. I, um, I went through a 12 step program because I was, uh, you know, really fucked up for a while. And when I came back, I was in LA and I was really, really fucked up. And Marvin came to visit me and he said, you know, I really, it'd be a really good idea if you came back and spent some time with me, you know? So I came back to Connecticut and I found out the only difference between getting crystal meth in LA and Connecticut is you have to drive on I-95. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's the same. So things got bad again. And, you know, I was an addict of everything, except, oddly enough, except alcohol. I never liked or never had a problem with alcohol, but I had a big drug problem. I wish they could see you right now. I'm just laughing at my misery. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing at the pantomiming that's going on to your right. Marvin took a wonderful drunk. So if if you go to a 12-step program... um, they, they tell you it's a spiritual program, that, that you have, there's something bigger than you. My parents had no idea about anything bigger than me, mm. you know, about anything bigger than them, actually. You know, my parent, my, both my parents were, you know, narcissists, and there was nothing. There was nothing out there. there. We were Jewish by birth, and so we, you know, we marched around with the flag on circus, and, you know, we lit Hanukkah candles. It meant nothing spiritually. So because I was in this program and I was so desperate to feel comfortable in my own skin because I really got to the point where I could not leave the house, I couldn't get off the sofa. I was so fucked up. Um, it began a spiritual thing of thinking, you know, something, something other than another human being is going to help me. And then I heard Eckhart Tolle say, the good news is, You have everything. You don't got to go find anything. You don't have to go find it. It's there. You have to just remove all the things that are keeping you from being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And once you're your authentic self, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to, to do something to change the reality of being in the present moment. Um, and so because of that, Marvin got into Al-Anon. You know, and so we started speaking the same language and we were both so fascinated by the spiritual aspect of it. We began to go further and further and we decided to start a daily ritual when he's not on the road. Uh, we do it sometimes on the phone when he's not. He, you know, he goes on the road with Bernadette Peters a lot, conducts for her. Um, we spend uh, we have a cup of coffee, but we don't eat. We spend an hour reading Eckhart Tolle, Anthony DeMello, Course in Miracles, um, that guy, Alan Cohen, Cohen, Pema Chodron, the uh, Buddhist nun from Nova Scotia. It doesn't matter. I mean, we we read from um, the Kabbalah because it's brilliant. It's all the same. It's all the same. They're all saying the same thing, you know. So um, what really changed, I think, is that after five years, it finally changed from what Course in Miracles, I don't get too icky, but everyone (laughs) That's okay. We have a lot of spiritual people who listen to this podcast. We went from a special relationship to a holy relationship, Mm -hmm. meaning a special relationship, which sounds special, just means that there's missing pieces, and so we find other people to fill those missing pieces. And then the minute they stop filling that missing piece, you go on Judge Judy. Right. And you hate each other. Yeah. But what we've studied and learned is that you work on yourself from the inside out and you become whole. W-H-O-L-E. And when two people that are whole can come together and choose to be together, it becomes a holy relationship. Uh-huh. You know, we don't need each other anymore. You know, we choose each In other. In fact, good night. <laughs> 
I think I'm that's really I think that's absolutely wonderful. Oh, I mean, uh, especially it's funny because we've been talking a little bit. You know, once you kind of hit that first year mark, and the novelty of being married wears a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like we're Already? we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. Um, you know, it's like we're doing it, and now there's just a, we, all we talk about. We have a lot of discussions about. All right, how can we? You know, what's good for us personally? You know, outside uh, of. I don't know. I just look at my ring and I think I made a commitment. That's yeah. it. I made a commitment. That's it. There's that's, nobody better. That's what changed. You know, it. there may be somebody better at this or that, but you know, there's no. It's it's got to be you. You got it. You know, it was difficult because Marvin really was the greatest codependent for a drug addict you could find anywhere. Because his Thank whole you. thing was beautiful <laughs> vows. Beautiful yeah. vows. Years. His, whole thing was, yeah. his whole thing was not, you know, looking at his own life, but taking care of someone else. And I was like, Thanksgiving dinner to take care of. I had so much shit going on. So for years, it was codependent. He was like my parents. And we must move away from our parents. So for a while, I really felt for me to grow up, I really had to move away. But then I said, you know what? He's not my parents. Yeah. He's not my parents. And even what they did, I have to get over. It's the past. It's fiction. It's not reality. And so I said, you know, if I'm ever going to grow up, it's going to be in this relationship. And so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah. I got to, I got to grow up, and we got, we got to become equals, partners. You know, I got to go from being the kid to actually sometimes being the man, taking care of things. You know, and it it was it was, and you know when things get a little crazy, I just think that's what I want. I want to stay because I'm not going to find it in another person. There's a reason we got married. I'm not going to find it in another person. I may think I'm going to find it in another person, but you just make it. That's why in the old days people were hooked up and they stayed together. Yeah. Because you work on yourself. Yeah. And you, you become, and it's really, it's interesting too. I think you know. Oh yeah, that gets you a little bit. I got me a lot of it. <laughs> this is, uh, this is a paper year tradition, which is you really can't. Uh, we can't end the podcast unless Caitlin cries. So, <laughs> well, wait, I, good. I got a good story for you too, Caitlin. Oh, good. <laughs> Cover for me while I get myself together. In the middle of, of traditional marriage. USA, Midwest, people who were salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered at age four, when I first went to kindergarten, my first day of kindergarten, my teacher played the piano and I knew that that's it. That's what I want to do. And this was, I was born in 39. So I was just the end of the depression and my parents were dirt poor. And so for them to give me lessons and put me in a position where I could study what I knew that I wanted to do meant a great deal of sacrifice for them. So my whole life was spent trying to find ways in which I could bring my parents into that life that they had supplied for me. I moved from Kansas to New York when I was 20. And I was able to bring them to opening nights of shows that I would do. He was able to bring them to the White House for oh their 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary. It's a picture of Bill and Hillary. Oh, and, my God. And Vivalore. <laughs> there ever been a more Midwestern name than Vivalore? It's I call, actually Welsh. I used to call her Levalore. <laughs> <laughs> Got any questions about that? <laughs> but that was that was what I that's what I grew up with, and to be able to then have my own experience with marriage and relationship of the type that we have we have created. It's it's not that we've we fell into it. We created it absolutely. And you and, choose it, and you work on it, and you don't run away from it because you can't run away from it. Because what you're running away from is something in you, and you take with you what you run away with. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, 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 is you know, you you look with what you're looking for. That's that's the thing. It's already there, and you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, and it's there. So 
you know, I'm, I'm working on a book now. I mean, I've always been a playwright. Um, I'm, I'm always writing dialogue and skits and doctored movies and stuff. And I'm writing a book called The Great Adventure of Sitting Still. And the hardest thing for me to do. <laughs> and yet I find out that the deepest creativity really comes from sitting still. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so. And now you have someone to sit with. I have someone to sit with forever. Well, you know what it is? You know what the best thing is? Someone that you can be alone together with. Oh, the best. Not I'm alone, but we're together. You know, it's like, I'm not alone, but we're together. But I feel like I'm alone, you know. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Because he Marvin, <laughs> you were saying uh, before, too, you know, you talked about the traditional marriage. How has it felt for you uh, for this year? to kind of have one of those more, you know, it's very traditional. And I think it's funny because, you know, we, we've talked to a variety of couples who some have said, oh, we wanted to do it this way, like our parents did it. And then other people are like, I was not interested in that at all. Well, you know, we're also a mixed, a mixed faith, interfaith relationship. Yeah. yeah. So, but Marvin insisted on a chuppah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we did. And, and, and it's, it was a, uh, we we found probably the perfect rabbi for any marriage if anybody ever wants to be married by a rabbi we had we found the most wonderful man and it was we were calling local synagogues here because we wanted somebody who was going to be we knew where we were going to be married in in uh in, in greenwich. greenwich because one of our producers of our show lived there and said please be married on the grounds of our lovely estate so we did and we were looking for people and couldn't find a rabbi nearby who was who was seemingly the right person or justice of the peace that we wanted it just wound but up. this guy appeared in our lives and we met him at the penny penny, penny diner penny diner and we knew from moment one he because got out it, of it wasn't car. i didn't feel he was religious based i feel he was spiritual based yeah i believe i just think that any religion that says my god is better than your god is bullshit i really believe in non-dualism i really do i'm very big on that i'm very involved in that i volunteer i do volunteer work based on that um he offered to do the dishes tonight as a matter of fact <laughs> i didn't do them but i offered that's the best kind of volunteer work yeah yes, sir. i've been doing the dishes lately yes mm -hmm. you have yeah i've been volunteering for it yeah mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and do you wear rubber gloves he doesn't i don't know it's yeah i'm you uh -huh. know yeah, I see. I, yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of. Uh, yeah, yeah. My childhood of manual labor has really given yeah. me weathered hands. <laughs> you guys look really good together. Yeah, you do. Thank that, you. Really, it's terrific. You are. It's yeah, adorable. I feel like we're really in the same room. Yeah, this is, it feels like we're hanging out. <laughs> Technology is amazing. This Skype thing is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> well, I guys, check it out ten minutes early to make sure everything worked. I had like such an old Skype thing. It was like the first one. Oh, first edition. <laughs> like I had to update and update and update and read a password yeah. from twenty years ago. You know, if you have to blow dust off the app, it might be a little too <laughs> old. A little, a little well, this is great, guys. This is a great segue. So we, you know, we're not going to keep you forever because I know you have to get back to the dogs. But uh, yeah, the dogs won't like that. Yeah, yeah. can we have lunch, dinner? We'll take you to lunch. We would love that. We would We've love heard that. of some great <laughs> hotels we would love to visit. <laughs> yeah. okay. We'll bring the poppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. So we have our lightning round that we yes. do where we ask some very quick questions, and which, uh, to be honest, never really is as quick as you would think. No. Um, so like James Lipton does. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, yeah. What kind of tree would you be? What is your favorite curse word uh, that you haven't already used? <laughs> <laughs> I've used them all. Um, so uh, this is a classic one, which is, what is your most ridiculous recent fight? Fighter argument. Yeah. So, so, you know, couples will fight about very silly things, and we do it all the time where we'll fight about something, and then we'll just be like, why did we even fight about that? We were probably just hungry. There's so many. We talked about something. We yesterday. just, yeah, I know what it was. I know what it was. I know what it was. 
um, um, Marvin was walking by me. I was sitting on the sofa, and I said, oh, do you want to see something funny? Because I was doing something really stupid and silly. And he was maybe pissed at me because I wasn't, like, doing enough housework. And he went, like, no. And he walked away. He, like, dismissed me. Oh. Like, no, no, no. It's even better and juicier. Yeah. And I have the juice part. Because <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to snow. I wanted to get out of the house because I knew I was going to be penned in here. Mm. And I don't know where I'm going to go, you know, but, you know, I'm a sex addict, so figure it out, you know. Um, this is, right? I, don't, I can say anything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just wanted You're to go out. What addict? So we're sitting there, and, you know, we just had this, he made this great dinner, and I'm, like, looking at the clock, and I'm thinking it's going to snow tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to get out and go to anywhere. So I said, you know, Marvin, I think I'm going to go out. And he just walked by and went, yeah, whatever, do what you want. And, like, I felt he dismissed me when our pra- – so we got into – but we talk about it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Talk, I said, this is an opportunity for you to turn around and say, why do you feel like you need to go out? When I, in fact, had been spending about – it what took about five to six hours to, to wash and dry all the – the bedding on our bed from yesterday's breakfast experience, which Joel decided he wanted to have breakfast in bed. And so, and breakfast on bed. On bed yeah. <laughs> so, at one point, up went the coffee and it went through everything, of all the, not just through the mattress, but to the floor. <laughs> so, so. And we, Joel had just bought the most divine bamboo. Christmas present for us, bamboo sheets. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, no. bamboo sheets. Bamboo sheets. All Unbelievable. Right. But they take about five hours to dry. Yeah. Oh. So I had had the entire day of washing, putting into the dryer, re-putting into the dryer. So when he said... How would you like to? What'd you say? I said I, I said I think I'm going to go out. And I said, Yeah, okay. Do what you want. Do what you want. That was, that was my reaction of having spent my day doing the sheets. So yeah. it's all about the fucking sheets. It's all about <laughs> the dishes. Or you know what it's about? It's about talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Talk about yeah. It. Because yeah. it's never about what the words are. Yeah. yeah. Words just cover up something else. Well, you'll always remember the bamboo sheet fight. Yeah. Yeah, the bamboo sheet fight. Uh-huh. You know, just sit down and, and talk about it. It was, it was, you know, usually every fight is the greatest opportunity to get closer. Mm. Because with every problem, the solution uh-huh. is contained within the problem. Ooh. So oh. you just have to know that. This is incredible. They don't even need us for this podcast. I know. I know. Joel, you guys should have a podcast. I know. You I'm really going to hand over the reins. <laughs> are, we, are we still on lightning round? Because I, think I know. We, well, this is what happens. The lightning round always gets a little bit, a little, yeah, long. a little bit yeah. long. Okay, okay so, next question. Next question. Next question. All right. So, what is your uh, weirdest inside joke? So, couples will sometimes have things. I assume there's got to be things with the dogs. Oh, sure. Yeah. Always. No, no, you know. Marvin's choreography in the morning. <laughs> what does that mean? I- I am a closet dancer. I choreography of the type. Remember that Elaine you have in Seinfeld? Never see. Remember Elaine in Seinfeld? <laughs> little Bell. kicks. It's like based kind of on those yeah. kind of movements. But it's it's extraordinary. He dances in the kitchen. And what are you dancing to? Anything. Anything to doesn't matter. Music no, in your head. Music in his head. Yeah. And it and it makes me laugh. Yeah. Aww. Oh, that's great. I, I, we have a similar ritual, which is I will make some Sunday morning food yes. and usually turn on some sort of stupid song. Yes. And, uh, and do a shake your butt while you're making yeah, eggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you shake your butt. Wait till Mary and Larry hear this. <laughs> I know. Two people who have never danced. <laughs> no. No. Well, Mary likes to dance, but Larry won't do it. He, he believes it's uncouth. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you see, when I grew up, I grew up in an extraordinarily strict Baptist environment. And if you danced, you were going to hell. Mm-hmm. If you played cards, you were going to hell. Oh, my gosh. Saw a movie, you were going to hell. 
if you thought bad thoughts, you were going straight to hell. So I understand Larry's reluctance. Maybe Larry's a Baptist. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Larry Kaufman, the Baptist. Yeah. Baptist. The Jewish Baptist. Yes. Good Honey, we're doing so good. We're getting quick answers. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, hmm, let's see here. What are some other good ones? Oh, uh, this is one. Uh, did anyone give you any marriage advice? When you got married? Good did, or bad. Yeah, did your friends pull you aside and go, you know, the first year is the hardest? And they... yeah. We've been together for 40 yeah. years. They come, come to us for advice. <laughs> they come to us for advice. <laughs> no one gave us advice. No. Mm. Uh, what's one right. surprising thing that uh, our viewers might not know about <laughs> your They're partner? viewing us? Yeah, yeah, our viewers, our, our listeners. listeners. Yeah, or a surprising thing that we might not know. Well, I already told you I was a sex addict. Does that count? Not yes. surprising. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. I don't know if that's surprising. <laughs> okay. Surprising. Thing a surprising about thing about each of us that the viewers may view. What do you call hearers? Listeners. Listeners. Audio files. Yeah. No, like what am I retarded? Listeners that don't know. Surprising thing. I am obsessed with opera. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Listening to opera. Obsessed. Obsessed with opera. That is surprising. Anything yes. you can recommend? What have you been listening to lately? Um, Turando. Okay. Um, anything. Anything. I took a course. I took you. Know, I drive around a lot. You can take these courses out of the library. Oh. Anything on American history, the Civil War, and all that stuff. So I, I took this course out. This like 18 CD course on opera, and I became so informed. And then suddenly, nothing could, could compare. Oh, wow. In fact, the oldest form of music in the history of our civilization. So I'm, I'm an, a really avid, and I've never been to an opera. Oh, that's a good future birthday that, present. Yeah. Yeah, think about buying me that. A good excuse to come <laughs> visit us. Surprise that they don't know about you. Well, the fact that you've just actually said that opera is the oldest form of music is not quite accurate. Ooh. Ooh. One of the first music began as men and women hummed. The the initial the initial musical and it was an opera called The Hummingbird. <laughs> Answer no. their question. Well, no, I, I think the surprising thing well it's not surprising is no. that uh, Marvin knows more about Joel uh, than Joel. <laughs> Surprising thing that you wouldn't know about you. Uh, oh boy, everybody knows everything about me because I'm <laughs> well, I'm I'm an open book. We also know you dance now too. That That's you're a closet true. dancer. Um, <laughs> I I I have become um, probably the premier Reading creator of the. What's this called? Oh, apple teenies. Apple teenies. <laughs> he makes the best apple teenies. In Do the you world. know what an apple teen? Of course, oh, yes. Yeah. I, you know, once I start drinking, they said it's a girly drink. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's yeah, I was gonna say you should invite Evan over because Evan this is, is notorious for his love of girly That's drinks. That Evan, they yeah. know. They, they have them waiting for us at the spinning wheel now. <laughs> You know, and Evan, the spinning wheel's gotten hot. It's I like heard, I heard. The spinning wheel is this restaurant that's like right near my high school, which was always kind of in a state of opening and closing and opening and closing. You know, you'd go by and, and now it'd it's be hot. shuttered. And Never, now it's and now it is hot, hot, hot. All right, we'll have to go. Yeah, okay. it's also like the, um, it's the post office and it's the, like it's everything, right? That's and ready. Liquor store, post office. post office, and like deli. Whatever. So here is Evan's fun fact. He and one of his friends jokingly refer to themselves as the Bellini Boys. Mm. So I'm going to start calling you guys the Apple Teeny Boys. There you go. That's right. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So we, we have we have one more. We have Last one more one. question. This one is I know this is a tough one. So uh, are you show business? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is just like a press tour, really. Yeah. Um, where we just ask you the same obnoxious, you know, uh, what was it like coming yeah. up with, what was it like mounting Ruthless again for the stage? Did you guys ever have to answer any of those questions? Uh, constantly, yeah. but what it really was, was a 14-month workshop because yeah. of 
we are reopening, and we won't say where and when because <laughs> London. Ooh, good plug. <laughs> because the ink is not signed on the paper. Is that the contract that the dogs yes, just ate? The dogs have yet to peruse the contract. Yeah. It, you know, Ruthless is our child, and the child never stops developing. Yeah. And so it's, it really turned into a 14-month workshop. Well, that's oh, wow. wonderful. That's amazing. We'll be there opening night. Working on this forever, and this is one of the this is one of the pieces of cement that have I wouldn't say held our relationship together, <laughs> but it's one of the things that has been a forever element because it it started day one yeah. with yeah. our relationship. Yeah, talking about our love. The original our... review of CD is hanging up in his bathroom. The original yeah, yeah. where where I wrote the word review, R E V U E. <laughs> He is the worst I still can't spell. <laughs> and I'm, te I'm tutoring, tutoring indigent women in English, and I come up with these words, and I don't know how to spell them. <laughs> embarrassing. So I say, I'm going to give you a magical spelling, and you're going to go home and find out the right spelling. That's a good way to teach. That's a good way to teach. I, I like that. Spell. You spell spell like I do. Yes. I'm always adding a couple extra vowels just because it's you fancier. Smell, you spell magically. I do. I spell magically. That's right. Okay, so this is our final, final question. question. So um, describe a moment recently where you looked at your partner and you thought, this is why we're together. This is why I married you. A moment that filled you with uh, pride. And it can be something very simple or yeah, small. It also it can be question. recent, but it can also be, you know, Sin. from whenever, really. Yeah. This question, I'll answer it right away because it's the truest, most important answer. Um, it was a moment uh, about a month ago, uh, Marvin was standing in the kitchen and I came into the kitchen and I gave him a hug, and I don't know why I said this, but I said, you know, oh, baby, I said, little boy. Now, he's 16 years older than me, but I said, it's okay, I'm here. And I felt his whole body just melt into my strength. You know, it was a great gift for me, mm. and it was a great thing to feel. And, I, you know, and, and it scared me. It scared me after, you know, after 40 years you know, or 35 years of being totally the child to finally stand there and say, I got you. I got you. You can just let go. I got you. And I literally felt his body sink just just right into my body. And it was extraordinary. I'll never forget it. And that sinking. Um... Are you going to cry now? No. Okay. No. That's Caitlin's job. Yeah, that's my job. Go, go girl. <laughs> <laughs> that sinking thing happens because uh, I'm a nurturer, and I always have been. And recently, in fact, last weekend, uh, when I went uh, to to work with Bernadette in California, Joel came out on one of the rare occasions when he does to join our company. And everybody in Bernadette's company loved Joel. Bernadette is one of those rare people who, who commands a kind of loyalty and love. Uh, I've been with her since she was 13 years old. We first met in 1961. And we've been working together ever since then. And when when Joel came this last weekend, people were so excited to, to see Joel again, Bernadette foremost, first and foremost. And to be able to say, yeah, yeah, my partner had decided to come out because he loves you all and he loves me. And, and it's I'm a cool. loving experience. Yeah. And. <laughs> To, to have someone who you are so proud of. Mm. And Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> anyway, it's just great that if there is such a thing as love and there is such a thing as, as knowing that whomever you are with is the protecting 
part of your life that that means something that is very special well you got caitlin a second time <laughs> uh, i'm a very good interviewer i just love hanging out with you guys yeah. i don't know and after the show's over, I just want to still talk. We can. We certainly can. I'm telling you. Are you going to pretend you don't know us when we meet in a restaurant when we say, hey, let's have lunch together? Oh we'll be gosh, the ones no. with the flower in our lapel. We would and, absolutely yeah. love it. Oh, my gosh, it. yeah. Mm -hmm. As so we said, we'll bring the poppers. How does this work now? Are, do people listen to this live? No, no. So we'll we'll take it and I'll kind of edit it a little bit and then we'll put it up on Monday. On Monday, yeah. That's it'll right. be live and we'll let you know when it's live. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, great, because, you know, I think everything comes down to editing. <laughs> I really do. Evan's an I, excellent editor. I think editing is where it's all about, because yeah. editing is the closest thing to playing God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there you go, honey. Yeah, well, here, you guys want to hear our little plugs we do at the end? Do you have any plugs? Yes. Do you have any plugs? Yeah. Plugs. Oh, all my own. <laughs> Well, great. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at yes. The Paper Year or at Evan Kaufman or at Caitlin Keen. Or you can email us questions about marriage at thepaperyear at gmail.com or go to our website, thepaperyear.com. We only have a couple of episodes left. I know. We're getting so, so close to the end. Write us in and uh, let us know what you'd like to hear about. Maybe we can just do like a mailbag one where we just answer oh, a bunch that'd of questions. Oh, that'd be fun. I love that. Fun. Yeah. Um, our theme song was written by Avi Lasser and Garrett Overcash. And you can check out their work at Fonti Productions com and our podcast artist by the wonderful Carly Minardo. And if you want people to hear about the show, just give us a little rating and review on iTunes. Yeah, say hi That's with right. a five-star rating. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you guys again, and uh, have a lovely week. Yeah, thanks, guys. And thanks, thanks guys. for joining us, guys. This has been nothing but enjoyment plus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, we'll see you soon at lunch. I hope you so. Know it. You could be the best